Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What you mean you got no bombardier? <laughs> I got a drink Budweiser. Bombardier! Right on my hoover now. McMannequin, the British Bulldog, is part of the new generation. You may all bow before T. Mabel. Here it comes! Here comes the Jackknife. On lives the new generation and the World Wrestling Federation. Welcome, everyone. We haven't done my levels. Oh, do you want to do yours levels? If 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 they're all right. Yeah, I think you're fine. Are we all right? Welcome! <laughs> That's staying in to the Cultaholic <laughs> Classic Raw Review as the other Cultaholic lads get ready for a pointless Survivor Series. We are here via our Ica Pro powered DeLorean that Justin Henry leases on a weekend to go back to a point full in your house. And who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell. The mulligan to my O'Hare is to my lefticle. It is, of course, Jack Atkins, Jackins, Jackins, you're right. Oh. Who's that on your lapel? This is, this is Quasimoto. He's a, a hip-hop thing. Oh, I he's like a, him. He, he's an alien who smokes a lot of weed it's, and is quite for, high-pitched. For the podcast folk, it is a, an alien little badge on Jackkin's lapel that has caught my eye as if drawn to it by an eye magnet. Mm. Uh, but if you're the Patreon, you've seen that and that's what you pay for. <laughs> and there it is. He's showing it off. That's what you pay for on the I'm Patreon. Not, I'm, not, I'm not coming any closer. You don't pay that much. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, mate. It's been a manic Monday, hasn't it? It's just another manic Monday. <laughs> I wish it was Sunday because that's my fun day. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> I'll have to run today. It's been a busy Monday today, yeah. to the point where it's so busy, you might be hearing this on Tuesday. Good luck, everybody. If you are, hello. It's nice to have you there. Just loads of loads of things in, in my little circle sort of descend at the same time, but nothing I can't handle. The only thing I'm annoyed about today, because I... I had a busy day as it was, and a few other things ended up happening. And I've been sort of moved. I've been different parts of the northeast today. But the only thing I'm annoyed about with it all, because you know, it's nothing's gay. This is a cool gig. I can't complain. I haven't worn my Fitbit, and the only thing that's annoyed me is that today I reckon I've done about eighteen thousand steps today, and I haven't worn my Fitbit. So it's it and it, it genuinely has annoyed me. Yeah. That I left the house today and went, oh, I should be fine, and then realised that oh, I should have worn it. Really sad I haven't worn it because I've got so many points. I've got my Mount Everest badge or something on my Fitbit app. <laughs> I'm really, honest to God, like, I think it might just be how I'm wired, but 
that motivates me to move. Yeah. I don't know whether... Do you have a Fitbit? No, I don't. You don't, do you? Sean's got one, and she, she's the same. She's like, oh, I need to get my steps in. I'm just like, if I had that, I know I'd become like obsessive over it. I'm just like... I leave it to the gods. But that's why I have one, because I have become, like yourself, obsessive over it, and it's made me move more. Yeah. Like, it tells me, like, every hour to, to get 250 steps in. So if I get to 10 too, they'll go, oh, hey, 100 steps to go. Mm. And it inspires me to jump up out of the chair and go for a walk and move. It's good. It works. Alex is the is the opposite to me. Like, I think our partnership works because she is very withering. Uh, <laughs> and I am very not. Yeah. I'm very optimistic. And Alex said, "I swear to God, if I if this thing, she, I, she got one, and then she said, I swear to God, if this thing tells me to move again, I'm going to throw it out the window." Yeah. <laughs> she did uh, the three peaks the one day, and like so, like fifty bajillion steps on a Fitbit. She got home at like ten to five, and it went, "Come on, hundred steps." It's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> done the peaks today. Grow some feet and do it yourself. Do it yourself, you lazy. What's been your Monday slash your weekend been like? Um, It's been a good weekend. Well, Liverpool was shit yesterday. Mitch, oh, I didn't want to mention that. Mitch Wadden tried to get a rise out of me on Twitter. I oh. Almost, almost bit. But just the cultaholic tribal editor in chief who, I, who is going to sit near you when he eventually moves to the cultaholic offices. I think I said this when you were away. I think the last working day for you will be Mitch will say something. You'll you'll lamp him <laughs> and you'll be escorted off the premises. I think I think that's happening. Me getting dragged out, strong armed away. I think that'll be your last working day, Coldolic. And I'll be there. Oh boy! <laughs> Go on, swinging, buddy! <laughs> I, I I already like the fact that you you both needle each other from a distance. It's yeah. gonna be amazing when you sat on the same table. It's it's we're, we're two sides of a coin because mm. he's he's young, he's <laughs> career focused. I'm an older, more miserable asshole <laughs> who's been chewed up and spit around a bit, and I'm just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both in, in equal, different measures. Yeah. Uh, I really do. <laughs> but I'm excited to see what happens when Mitch gets here. But it's one of those things, because we're communicating over Slack and over text, that you can't get nuance and you can't get like things. So it, when he's in the office, we'll probably end up being the best of friends. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> that's just, a bit of fire. But I'm the type of person who beheads his best friend. So it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is that. Any, any cat news? Uh, Unrelated. Louis's been on his best behaviour recently. I did. Well, I say that. <laughs> I, I pretty much the entirety of the upstairs office work from home last week. Um, yeah, it was a proper snake bit office last week because I think I think some people had holiday booked. Yeah, I had two days booked. I know uh, Jack and Ross and that had two days booked. And then I think. One person went off because they weren't feeling very well. They thought better safe than sorry. They're fine. It wasn't COVID-y. Yeah. Um, but they said better safe than sorry. And then you just went, hey, look, if, if people are dropping, I'm gone. Yeah. I went home. I was just I'm like, I'm not having this. <laughs> you ducked away. The first day I was working from home and like Poppy woke up and she came in. She's like, oh, hello. I was like, hi, Poppy. Poppy's like, the sensible, no, relative, quote unquote, normal. She, she's, the, she's, the, she's the more cat. normal cat. She yes. came in, said hello, had a little bit of a fuss. I was like, you got to bugger off now. I'm working. She was like, right, sound. See you later. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Louis comes in. He's like, Hur! I was like, oh, Louis, are you all right? Jumps up on me lap, starts like rubbing his face on the side of my laptop, falls off the desk onto me. I was like, mate. I was like, right, 
go away now. I'm working. And it felt like every half an hour, he just pop in and just go, and I was like, oh, mate. I was just like, stop it. And by Friday, he calmed down. And then over the weekend, he was chilled. But when he, when he wants to be a fucking hindrance, he is. I love Louis. But he's he's uh, just mental. You'd love him. He's the, he's the sweetest lad. He sounds ace. But he's just... He just doesn't get it. That's all me and Sean say to each other. Just like he just doesn't get it, does he? I'm like, no, no. He's just, but that's the most. Ca- I think I, we, I, um, I did a little bit of DIY to entertain Pablo. Mm. Um, I invested in a bird feeder for our balcony, mm. just because I thought he likes cat TV on the YouTube. So I thought, well, let's get him cat TV in real life. Yeah, that'd be nice. And uh, I think within like half an hour of putting this bird feeder out, I just hear like I just hear like thudding in the living room. And I go in, and he's just like, pour it on the patio. I'll have him! I'll have him! Get it all, rip your beak off. I don't know if this is a good thing. I thought this would be like a... I think I might just sit there and cutely watch them rather yeah. than like headbutting to try and get at them. <laughs> God, love him. What a boy. That's our cat update for the Classic Raw Review. This is what you pay for. Yeah. You love it. Uh, but we are actually here to talk about old school wrestling. Actually, yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot about yeah. that. Uh, next, <laughs> next time you hear our dulcet tones, it'll be a watch along of In Your House 4, mm. the one from the Great White North, which is already falling apart at the seams, which I'm really excited for you and I to get into today. <laughs> it can only be 1995 WWF. Oh, it can only be 1995 yeah. WWF. And uh, before we get into the rigors of this week's episode, the go-home show for In Your House 4, Jackins has been uh, perusing and pontificating the Wrestling Observer for this particular week to give us some headlines from the wrestling world. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God. What's, right. what's going on? What isn't going oh, on? Oh, it's nice. And there's a couple of bits we'll touch upon later. Mm-hmm. And I say bits... Hefty chunks of Jesus Christ. Two massive honky bits to talk about during the episode. <laughs> uh, the biggest non-honky bit, which is still quite honky. Yeah, relatively honky. Uh, <laughs> on the honkometer, it's, it's, it's registering a five. She's friggin' sunsy and umbrella. Bring up the honkometer! <laughs> I liked that. That was amazing. The honkometer itself was brilliant. It, it, it should have lasted far longer than it did. I reckon they should, yeah, it should have gone on for a long, long... I should still be going on now, really. Mm. I want Roman Reigns to have, like, the, the honkometer. <laughs> Raise title reign. Or bring on the punkometer. Yeah. Bring on the punkometer! <laughs> just them disparaging everyone who's come before. Just like, oh, you're not here anymore, are you? <laughs> Fair play, it's like Bret Hart. Uh, talk, talking of things that were over before they started. Oh. Remember the other week when we were just like, oh, Bill Watts is here now. Oh, Bill Watts. Yeah, yeah. Big, big exciting plans going forward. Bill Watts is part of the WWF. He's got a bit of an older vision, yeah. but he's got a vision. And and there's a passion there and an energy there. I'm excited to see what the Bill Watts era brings. Well, you're going to have to keep on fucking guessing because he's already gone. <laughs> no! <laughs> Three weeks. Three weeks Three for Bill Watts. Apparently. Jeepers. He, he quit on October the 13th. This is from the <laughs> newsletter dated October 23rd. Uh, he, he quit on the 13th over an apparent disagreement with Vince McMahon. Over no, what? he's so agreeable, is I Vince know. McMahon. I mean, I know. But he, uh, <laughs> apparently over what being in charge con- uh, constituted. So when Vince had the locker room meeting the other week, um, and he said, Bill Watts is in charge now. Uh, and he also said, you know, Bill Watts is taking care of all the wrestling stuff. I'm just going to be a sooth. I'm not going to overrule Bill Watts. Forgetting this is Vince McMahon. He can't fucking resist, can he? Of course he, he can't. So, um, Meddler. 
It only took a few weeks before Watts, who had apparently took those words seriously, was overruled and felt he wouldn't have the authority he expected and quit the company after a week filled with rumors about the fraying relationship between him and McMahon. Among the wrestlers, the belief was quitting was over the two having a disagreement over the future creative end of the company regarding WrestleMania 12 and afterwards. Because apparently the top angle has already been booked leading into WrestleMania 12. Okay, okay. Um, And then others just say, you know, say it was a matter of power and authority and booking, who'd be on top, styles of the rings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Watts wanted to make major changes within the company in regards to discipline of the wrestlers, Uh um, similar to when he's in WCW, uh, instituting fines for being late to the buildings, wanting heels and baby faces kept in part in public, and... (laughs) Banning cards in the dressing room before matches because he felt the wrestlers could spend their time better being with their opponent and talking over their match. Uh, and McMahon was like, ah, oh, no, no, everything's fine here, which uh, later we'll find out it's fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Discipline's not a problem, according to McMahon. We'll find out it fucking is. So, uh, yeah. I like it, the banning of cards. Yeah. Like that's the, you know, I mean, that it comes back to Undertaker. Remember Undertaker was doing a thing where he said, oh, back in the day, it was a different locker room. Men were men and we... We had guns and knives. <laughs> I imagine at this point, they're just kicking off going, oh, childish games like cards, Un- unaware that they'd all still be playing Pokemon Go around Madison Square Garden. See, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Everyone likes it. It's a great day. Diglett. I've never played it. <laughs> Everyone likes a Diglett. Diglett, yeah. I like that. Of all the Pokemon you pulled out, Diglett. Yeah. I just like it. You know where you stand with Diglett? It's just there, just like, right. <laughs> I'm root, I'm Diglett. John, what would Jack Kings look like as a Diglett? <laughs> right. Thanks, because, mate. Because there's no clear pictures of me on the internet, I'm going to get close to the camera. Oh, yeah, let's get... We need more pictures of Jack Kings on the interweb. Here he comes, here he comes. What a face. Look at that. Do you know you look like a little bit? I tell you you look like a little bit. And he's somebody from off of the internet from many years ago. So you'll be forgiven for not knowing who he is. Brian Waterman. No. Nah, that's <laughs> fine. Just me then. I, I, when you said the internet from years ago, my head just went, what, Homestar Runner? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like you don't look like Homestar Runner. Oh, because you have arms. <laughs> I have all the arms. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> There's <dog> back. <laughs> Why is Raw in 1995 so shit? <laughs> Let me tell you this, monkey dog. <laughs> That's a very good impression of Strong Bad. I miss the early days of the internet. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? It was simple then. And the thing is, right, had Homestar Runner come out now, everybody would have kicked off on Twitter because one episode wasn't as good as the other. We'd all fall out over whether Strong Mad was better than Strong Sad. (laughs) Strong Sad would be cancelled for something. Rubbish. Everyone be like, oh, why are you bullying everyone, Strong Bad? That's you the, big bastard. Yeah, that's it. We don't we don't like Strong Bad being a bully type character. <laughs> what? Why won't you give the cheat a trophy? <laughs> if you weren't alive in Have 2002, you won't understand what the, the fuck we're going on about, boy. Scro- screw you. Yeah. No, not really. Thanks. <laughs> Bring him up. <laughs> He did the the old up yours hand motion, which was the hand on the uh, inner elbow and the thrust crook. upwards. Ugh, like, screw you. Bringing please. it back. That's it. The is old it, ones. Isn't that the the interplanetary hello from Spaceballs? Oh, I think it is. <laughs> that is. There you go. Look up the interplanetary hello from Spaceballs, but meaner. <laughs> That's where we're at. Talking to people who are mean. Sorry, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so Bill Watts is gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no more Bill Watts. No um, more Bill Watts. Three weeks is is no time at all. 
for, for old Bill. And, and you know what? And it's interesting what he said there. Um, there were arguments over who was about the, the plans for WrestleMania 12. And now, who was in charge and just creative in general, yeah. I wonder what his ideas were. Well, apparently, from one of the reports the other week, he was saying get the title back on Brett. Mm. So perhaps he was just like, he's a wrestler's wrestler. Let's have Brett versus... I don't know, Blackjack Mulligan, I don't know, someone. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. WrestleMania. Brett versus Blackjack Mulligan. Here we go, here we go. It's the new generation. <laughs> Blackjack Mulligan. Sorry, Blackjack Mulligan, but it is true. Yeah. Maybe they would. Maybe he would have probably done the Bret Hart title win over Diesel at Mania. Hmm. Potentially have Diesel do a slow burn heel turn and then have Brett beat him at Mania. So you do the Survivor Series match, but at Mania. I'd like to have seen that. That'd been all right, wouldn't yeah. it? Obviously, what we get is pretty cool. Oh, of course. Historically. Um, we're going from Bill Watts to the uh, wild, wild west of ECW. Oh. So after our new Jack Bollocks last week, <gasps> the gangsters have been fired. Oh. Yeah, of course they have. Ooh, I, thought, I thought maybe, maybe we might have had... A little longer with the gangsters. <laughs> I, I know uh, they'll be back. Oh, of course they'll they be will. back. Of course they will. They're part of the furniture, though. Talking of ECW, Steve Austin's there. Been doing great promos. He's been doing great promos. He's been doing Monday Nyquil and has had a meeting with the WWF and is scheduled for a second one. Oh, that's intriguing. Will he sign with WWF? No. He'll no. go back to WCW. <laughs> he will, and he'll, he'll become the first ever hardcore champion. Yay! What a treat. What a treat. But even though we're in 1995, um, sticking with ECW, some of Paul Heyman's checks have already been bouncing, and oh. some of the ECW stars are concerned about the future of the company and have been contacting WWF and WCW looking for work. God, this is 95. 95. They'd cling on for, what, another six or five and a half years? Another five and a half years. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's funny, in the SmackDown review... Uh, the one coming up on Saturday, spoiler, it's when ECW basically closes. Oh, God. So that's where we're at on the SmackDown yeah. review. And it's funny how now we're here and they're going, yeah, it's it's already struggling to yeah, make right, ends yeah. meet. And they've not even really gone national yet. This is this is They are starting to become like a, a, a small promotion that's too big to be small and too small to be big. Yeah. And and they're gonna sh- and that's gonna be a weird thing for them as years go on. They're, yeah, they're they're at a very difficult. They'll become a difficult point as more eyes land on them. It's it's kind of like what we've seen with Ring of Honor. Mm. They, they were I, well, yeah, it's a good d- shout. D- different kind of situation, but as they became bigger and people started taking notice, they were just like, "We'll have all your stars, then we'll take your style and we'll throw more money behind it." So. It's pretty much what happened, isn't it? Yeah. As I have found about in your wonderful article on coldaholic.com. That's two weeks on the bounce now. Thanks, Tom. I just like them. It's a good article. <laughs> I like your work. It's good. And it's just, and, it, and it's it's heartbreaking at the same time with, with somewhere like Ring of Honor. Especially like since we last spoke, like more releases have happened, which means mm-hmm. that it's going to be another place where, you know, in the short term at least, there's going to be nowhere, um, nowhere for them to go. Well, this is what Aiden and I were saying before, because Aiden was on la- off last week and avoided or wrestling because he wanted a week this off. This is Newshound Aiden from cultaholic.com. The, the, uh, You're meeting all the guys on this podcast. It's yeah. great. Yeah. We're, we're, the, uh, we're the little engines that could upstairs. Yeah. You're like, you're like the, the typing pool, the team of, of Amazons that yeah. run the website. Just sitting there like a 1950s typing pool, glasses on the ends of our ah. nose, cigarettes hanging out of our mouths, sweating, tie off. Um, but and then Petiti just comes up and goes, Atkins, that report now. <laughs> I need that report yesterday, Atkins. <laughs> It's like J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we, get me pictures of Arachnaman. We, oh, yeah. I need pictures of Battlecat. <laughs> get me pictures of Battlecat. We were saying, because obviously you don't want to write about it and you don't want to tweet about it because it's a bit crass about who's going to end up where. Yeah. But we do have all these discussions. Mm. And we were saying, because I was saying, where's Cross going to go? Because I don't see him at AEW. There's, um, he wouldn't fit in MLW, he wouldn't fit in the GCW, he fell out with Impact. His options are looking like Mexico or bust. Probably. I mean, he'd do some good money in Mexico. Very much. He might be the new Marco Corleone. If him and Scarlett go over there yeah. and, do, and do the carrying cross thing that we saw in NXT. Yeah. Kind of that, you know, sort of apocalyptic heel. Yeah. Like, it just, I think about things like this and it, and it makes me sad. There's a, there's a, a video that will be on the channel, if not now, then in a bit, um, called Where Did WWE Go Wrong With Keith Lee? Of course, commiserations for your boy. Oh, mate. I was, I was away with Alex on Thursday night and we were out and uh, we, were, we had a lovely little trip to Edinburgh mm-hmm. to go and see Beauty and the Beast at the Playhouse. How was it? Beautiful. Yeah. It was lovely. It was, it, was, it was a proper little start to Christmas. It was really nice. We found a lovely little Canadian bar in in Edinburgh. Oh. Really lovely little place. And I had uh, a couple of Canadian beers and I had some haggis poutine. Oh, wow. Very good. It was a lovely evening. Actually, it was a lovely evening, actually. But it flew by. And then we went to The Alchemist uh, in Edinburgh afterwards for a few drinky poos, you know, because we're grown-ups. <laughs> That's what we do on a, on a <laughs> weekend away without the cat. <laughs> Thank you to uh, thank you to Uncle Ben, Godfather Ben, for popping around to make sure Pablo was all right throughout the night. Um, he was fine. Ben Ben sat with him for a few hours and made sure he was all right. I don't Lovely. want people worrying that we just l- abandoned Pablo overnight. No, he was, Pablo's hard. He was he was he's a good Nick. He's great. Um, and then as we were sat there drinking, chatting away, my phone buzzed and then it buzzed again and it buzzed again and it buzzed again. I had it down like this after a bit. And I wasn't looking. Alex said, "What's going on? Is it bad?" Here? I said, "I had the money. We're here. It's cool." Yeah. Yeah, but check, it's not important. I said, it won't be. If it is, somebody will ring. We're having a nice time. The afternoon, we check chatted for a bit, and it was still going, ding, ding, ding. Do you show it? I'll have a quick look. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, oh, there's just a, a, a bloodletting in WWE <laughs> right now. Which is, oh, they've just sacked like 20 odd people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shouldn't laugh. I didn't laugh. I was like, oh, no. And then we're out, and then we get back. It wasn't until we got back to the hotel that the, the bomb dropped. And Alex came out of the bathroom and just saw me sat on the end of the bed. Are you all right? They sat Keith. No, they did. Uh, and oh, so Alex, Alex is aware of Keith? Oh, yeah. yeah. She knows about the love for Keith. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she gets it. She gets it. She knows about the love for Keith. And uh, she's like, oh, my, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, never say It's one of them. It's just so sad. It's so very sad. He'll be fine. He'll land on his feet. But Keith um, shared the Don't You Forget About Keith song that oh. we did. Back when we did it in 2019. Yeah. I was very grateful to do that. And uh, I'll, I, I don't mind saying this. I, I, I dropped Keith a DM. Oh. Slid in. And just said, look, I know you've got thousands to reply to. I'm sending all the love in the world to you and Mia. You're very welcome to come shoot the breeze with me at Coltaholic at some point. Uh, here's to great things ahead. And he put back, thank you, sir. Class act. Class act, uh, Keith Both Lee. you and Keith. Oh, yeah. thank you. Grace and decorum. 
Get on Desert Island Graps. Now you're a coward. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> in your own time. But um, it was, yeah, so it was, oh gosh, it was devastating. Yeah. It was devastating. But at the end, like you say, it's, uh, you hate to think about where they're going to go and what they're going to do, but your mind turns to that, doesn't yeah, it? You can't help it. No. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the year it. we've had, you can't help it. No, you just, you do. I just don't do it. You just don't do it publicly. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of a bit crass. Yeah. I do think, I do think. But anyway, um, what got us there? ECW, Ring of Honor. ECW, Ring of Honor, releases. everything's starting to fall apart. Everything's yeah. falling apart for them. <laughs> Any other bits from the Wrestling Observer, or should we get into the meat and potatoes as a, of the episode of Raw? As a, our, our dear friend Ross Twedle says, let's get cracking with the let's knacking. Let's get cracking with the proverbial knacking. Let's do it. So it's Monday Night Raw. It's the final Raw before In Your House 4 in the Great White North, <laughs> Canada. Uh, the main event being, as advertised last week, a Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum steel cage match. We get a video promo for this to get us started with Yankum and Bret Hart cutting bad words on each other inside the steel cage, but no ordinary steel cage, Jackins. And this is the glory. This is the true glory of doing a podcast based at this era of WWF. It is no normal steel cage. It is the blue bar steel yes, cage. It is. it is the definitive steel cage. The greatest of all steel cages. Mm-hmm. The Shangri-La of steel cages is the blue bar steel cage. Yeah. The greatest one. And I'm sad that they ever even... I know why they changed it, because they're cowards. But <laughs> <laughs> the blue bar cage is the best cage. Why did they officially... Was it just too dangerous? Was it too rickety? Was it a visual thing? Because when I think, it's like, oh, why could they have changed it? And then I remember China smashing Mick Foley's head in with the door. And I thought, yeah, if you hit into that cage, it's unforgiven, mm. isn't it? I mean, I would imagine it was uh, it was an aesthetic thing that they... Re- I would think because, admittedly, the blue bar cage doesn't really look as effective during the attitude era like yeah. you want the mesh you want it to feel more like a proper a proper cage the blue bar cage was uh was designed for aesthetic purposes yes initially and uh i think they had they wanted to make something a little bit edgy so i get why it went but i'm sad that it did oh i loved it yeah yeah i think tom marks to wcpw who actually brought back the blue bar cage for a for a show featuring joe hendry yeah which i think it was joe hendry joseph connors and drew galloway <clears throat> in a three-way inside the blue bar cage. Very nice. And I like when wrestling fans can make, you know, run the promotion like that and go, we want a blue bar cage. Yeah. We've got the budget. We want a blue bar cage. Um, inside the cage, Yankum says he's going to apply new braces to Brett. Brett called Yankum a lord of the tartar and the abscess of WWF. He was going to be their personal hygienist. Lawler says Yankum will cure Brett of his gingivitis and his overbite. Isaac Yankum's a dentist. Do you get it yet? He's a dentist. Oh. Did, they, did they lay that on thick enough? He's a dentist. He's a dentist. It's an awful dentist. <sighs> yeah, they, 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 they lay it on very thick here. And then Joey Lawler makes a comment. That will make more sense. He says that the victory for Isaac Yankum is on lock. I was like, okay, that's a strange, but I guess mm. the cage is locked. We won't think any more about it. Monday Night Raw opens <laughs> with Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Doink the Clown. Helmsley is spraying cologne a la Rick the Model Martel before his match. According to Vince McMahon, it smells of greed and insecticide, as he would know. 
<laughs> from oh, doing his garden. What did arrogance smell like then? Was that just greed and power? I imagine. Uh, did they ever describe Sexiness. what it smelled? I, I think depending on who smelt it, <laughs> dealt it. No. Uh, who, I, I remember Bobby Heenan would say how amazingly fresh and beautiful arrogance smelled. But I remember Gorilla Monsoon saying, oh, it stinks like petrol around here. Like, <laughs> so obviously depending on your, your, your alignment, I, I guess it's like depending on what sort of material you wear, it, it interacts with that. Yeah. If you're a heel, then it smells great. If you're a face, it smells <laughs> bad. Uh, he's facing Doink the Clown. I think I've, I've tried to get some corroboration on this. I think this is Steve Lombardi as Doink the Clown. Yeah, I was trying to find out as well because I've got written crap babyface Doink theme and crap babyface Doink. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like it's definitely not Matt Bourne. We, um, Justin and I went through the phases of Doink the Clown and just we were devastated by... The, the decision to make him a baby face. Yeah. Because it was just Vince going, people like the clown. No, but we like the clown because it's an evil clown. And that's yeah. what we like. And he goes, ah, it'll be a fun clown. No, you've, no, no, don't. Don't make him a fun clown because then that's not cool anymore. And it so wasn't. Well, I, yeah, I, I think like the legacy of Doink has been ruined by him being a baby face. Because everyone's just like, oh, I remember the 90s when it was technical and it was child friendly and there was a frigging clown. It was like, he first came and he was terrifying he was brilliant he was stubbing out he was popping balloons with cigars yeah hitting people with batteries he was like, great. yeah <laughs> batteries a car, ba- a car battery like it's not a Duracell boom just batteries in a sock <laughs> just he was just <laughs> just a horrible man and and an e- I'm all there's always room in wrestling for an evil clown yeah an evil clown it has to be an evil clown during the match Vince McMahon reveals that The Undertaker is out of In Your House 4, having his face broken by Yokozuna and King Mabel the other week. However, quite like Rashomon, <laughs> that's not how we remember it. <laughs> Rashomon reference. One for the kids there. <laughs> Do you know what? Our target demo loves when I mention Rashomon. <laughs> They love Rashomon. They love Homestar Runner. <laughs> you, basically, this is this is a podcast that appeals to um, me <laughs> and uh, and sometimes Jackins, but mainly me. <laughs> uh, this isn't how it went down, is it? No, it's not. It's um, apparently it happened on the October seventh seventh show in Rhode Island. Mabel went for a clothesline. Taker was too far away. Mabel just punched him in the face. <laughs> But then I was thinking, how hard does punch if he can punch the Undertaker that hard that he cracks his orbital bone? I guess with a with a with a decent enough clothesline, you've got to give it some oomph. Yeah, because you've got to you've got to propel the other lad down. Yeah. So therefore, you are in effect swinging a punch. Yeah. If your fist is closed, oof. But you think of like Stan Hansen doing it and. Vader's, oh. Vader's eye popping up. But you see Mabel, you don't think he's got that in him. I know he's a big dude, but... He wouldn't think he had that kind of force behind him. No. Mabel, clearly he did, because <laughs> he fractured his eye or his orbital <laughs> bone. At least we finally got the answer, because for the past three weeks we've been going, every time we've watched Mabel, we're like, does, does he crack is, on the... T- is this the one? Is this the one? No. I was waiting for a leg drop to do it, and yeah. it turns out it wasn't even a leg drop. It was a, it was a, a rogue clothesline. Yeah, it, we, it, it was the Mandela effect kind of thing because mm. Vince and Lawler said, "Oh, because of the beatdown last week, and he was just dropping legs on him. Oh, he broke the Undertaker's face." So to where we've all gone. Oh yeah, well he must have done it legitimately because he's a klutz. Yeah, but, it was. A, I mean, it was very convenient that there was 
like such a beating the week prior yeah. that you could write The Undertaker off with that. Because that was never their plan but to write him off. In hindsight as well, because we were saying how good of a beatdown it was. Mm. This makes it look even better. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. It's, if it's flawed The Undertaker, yeah. the way that it has, it's it's excellent work. Excellent work. Um, Undertaker, apparently he didn't realise that his eye was that bad. Did no. Undertaker, he was like, ah, it's all right. So he carried on uh, three more shows, working eyes at Yankum, and then he went, ah, oh, just this is too painful. And when the Undertaker says, "I can't crack on," this is this hurts too much. <laughs> you know it's bad. They examined his face. They saw the bone was broken. They went, "Right, you're, you're off the pay per view." In the locker room, being a real man, whittling something while also clean, <laughs> cleaning a gun. Still, you guys playing solitaire. Oh man! <laughs> all right. But hey, if you played cards with us, it might have been all right. Yeah. You might have relaxed your bones. Um, <laughs> Doing the clown in this match, uh, whilst whilst they're, whilst they're sort of retconning Undertaker from the pay-per-view, there is a match going on. Mm. Doink has some decent offense. A nifty little side slam from Doink the Clown. Yeah. Quite, that was the one move that stood out to me from Doink, was the side slam. He uh, got a sh- near fall off a small package, but misses a crossbody off the top. Leaves him open for a nice tight pedigree. Because yeah. Trips used to really hit those yeah, really God tight I, yeah. pedigrees, didn't he? Yeah. And I guess it's probably... Probably the safest pedigree because he's going all the way down to his knees with it, but the guy's head is is completely comforted by yeah the thighs. I, th- I think we know when it all changed though. No, actually, no, he, he still did it after Marty Garner accidentally j drilled himself. <laughs> he, he did keep doing it for years. So I remember, <clears throat> I'm sure Flash Funk took one, took a took a self j driller yeah. too. Because I remember the, the the episode of SmackDown when Tommy Dreamer runs in. Tommy takes a gorgeous oh, pedigree. Oh, he does. And then after that, he must have changed it up to just like pushing them down. But He's he's very good with, with doing it for different people. Like I remember when Shawn Michaels came back in 2002 yeah. and they did the thing where Trips turned on Shawn and Trips gives him the lightest pedigree possible. Of where he like he lifts him like they, they, they jump like 30 feet into the air. Trips completely releases him. And then puts his hand on his back and pushes him down. And I think it's clever because by doing it, it makes it look a bit more aggressive because yeah. you're pushing him down. But really, you're just making sure that Sean can land perfectly flat on oh, his yeah, front yeah. and 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 be all right. Because at that point, they were still a little bit like, oh, is he all right? We'll, we'll tread careful. Yeah. It was a very safe. I remember that being a very safe compared to this tight and bright. <clears throat> Like, obviously, because of everything he did in his in-ring career, Triple H gets a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Pedigree's a great move. Oh, it's very good. Great move. The origin of it, I seem to remember, was it um, Killer Kowalski that pitched it to him? I, I know that Kowalski trained him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I have a feeling that was Kowalski. We'll get that corroborated. Or you, I'm sure you'll message me on Twitter if you know, and mm. I'd, I'd appreciate that immensely. Um, but it's a win for Hunter Helmsley. Ah, it was all right as an opening match. Yeah, there's a bit of a background noise for Retcon in the Undertaker. Yeah, I've just put no, a, a nothing match. wasn't bad, wasn't good. Just there to get Hunter the win. Yeah, but like you said, Doink did some nice bits. The the corner rebound crossbody that he missed was really nice. Nice. I mean, he missed it, but it was still nice. And it, you wouldn't expect that from Doink. <laughs> it looked good actually. Yeah. After the match, we go backstage where Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Is with Harkushi and is teaching him facts about American baseball, trying to get him to remember the name of the uh, the, 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 the 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 biggest home run hero in baseball. Yeah, it's a name of a candy bar. Harkushi just can't get it. He names somebody else in the end, doesn't he? He, he? says Hank Aaron, who 
broke Babe Ruth's record. And, and he was right. Yeah. And that stood until um, cheating steroid bastard Barry Bonds <laughs> broke it. So <laughs> This is a, um, a, a story that they're doing now with Barry Horowitz and Harkushi forming a wacky tag team. Can the foreign star learn these bizarre American ways? No. Oh, hey, it's, hey I'm, glad they, I'm glad they moved away from that. Oh, wait, what's this from Halloween Havoc <laughs> in 2021? <laughs> Kushida and Ike Manjiro saying, what is Halloween? <laughs> it's just they're not from the country so they're very confused Kushida please go back to New Japan please <laughs> run run leave Jiro <laughs> leave him he'll be fine he's got lovely hair he'll, he's, he's got lovely hair he'll be fine just run back to New Japan PhD, go on. I was going to say, like, uh, what did you actually think about this? Because I thought, oh, it's a waste of Hokushi's time. But it was nice to see Barry get something to do. I mean, it's it's a uh, <laughs> it's one of those weird moments. It's it's akin to <laughs> it's akin to the time I spent a week doing Heart Breakfast with Michelle Heaton from Liberty X, oh. in the sense that it was probably a low point for her, <laughs> but a very high point for me. <laughs> She was like, oh, okay, we'll put up with this for a bit. And me, I'm like, look at me, swimming with the celebs. <laughs> that was, I think it's the same. I think it's, for, for Harkushi, it's like, oh, okay. For Barry, it's like, here we go. <laughs> Big time Barry. <laughs> Off to the races. Um, PG-13 versus the smoking guns. This is something that's been bubbling for mm. a little while. JC Ice and Wolfie D are announced by Vince McMahon as the USWA Tag Team Champions. And this was going to be a non-title match. Vince reveals that it's got so heated that the smoking guns are putting the tag titles on the line, mm. which is an, a great showing for JC Ice and Wolfie D. Uh, as the guns make their entrance, Gorilla Monsoon is picture in picture, and he reveals the solution to The Undertaker's broken face. Uh, Undertaker cannot compete in your house, so he's being replaced in the match against Mabel by the other man that beat him down, Yokozuna. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what do you mean it makes perfect sense? Yeah. Gorilla Monsoon's a fan-friendly president. Yeah. He must love us to give us this shit. Yeah. I'm a fan-friendly president. Uh, here's, just, here's some cold beans. It's just, why, why are you booking heel versus heel? But, and then he, he answered this straight away and summed up the WWF's entire philosophy. It was like, ah, oh, one of them's 600 pounds, one's 500 pounds. It's like, <laughs> can they get along? He, he also said it's their first ever bout, and it's actually um, their 16th singles bout, <laughs> and their second on TV. So, <laughs> not shite, Monsoon. <laughs> full of shite. No disrespect, Monsoon. You're, you're a commentary legend, but you're full of shite. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I am, I, they're making the best of a bad situation yeah. with, you know, with the close, with literally days to go until the pay-per-view. Uh, Mabel, this, this ain't going to be, this ain't going <laughs> to be fun, Jackins, is it? No. This ain't going to be fun. No. This is going to be a thing. Uh, back to the uh, WWF tag team title match. Do you not notice how JC Ice, JC Ice and Wolfie D look Tiny in comparison yeah. to the guns. Yeah. Like little children. Because <laughs> it makes you appreciate like 
how big the guns are. Mm. Have, have I ever told you about the time that I saw Billy Gunn in Manchester Airport? No. I was. I was... <laughs> he was in Liverpool Airport. That's how tall he is. <laughs> Just lying. <down. laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> I was. I was walking through. I was on my own, waiting for a, a flight over to Toronto, and I went. I recognise him. I went, oh shit, it's Billy Gunn. And he looked at me. And for a second, I was like, do I walk over and just go, all right, Billy. I saw him and he was huge. I went, I'm leaving him alone. He looked grumpy and he's the size of a horse. <laughs> he's a huge man, <laughs> Billy Gunn. Isn't he like six, he's six, four? He's built like a smeg fridge. He's just <laughs> left them alone. I, th- I think I tweeted saying, oh, I just saw Billy Gunn was going to give him the two sweep, but you know, I've got a flight to catch and I don't want to be killed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I admire that you thought I might give him the too sweet. Yeah, and I was like, what? No, not at all. Not happening. <laughs> say suck it. I bet he's never heard that before, Ted. <laughs> Go up and say suck it. <laughs> he's never heard that before, Ted. Oh, <laughs> don't blame me. Bastard. <laughs> Do you regret not going up and saying hello? Or are you happy with the decision you made to, I'm, to uh, let Billy be? I'm, I'm, to I'm, let Monty be? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have left him alone. Because you know what? He's probably knackered. Airports. It's a, yeah, it's a, I think a lot of times when you hear about wrestlers getting grumpy, it's it's airports. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. I'm no fun getting off a plane. No. I'm all discombobulated and overtired. And a bit, especially when, it's not so much when you're going to somewhere nice. Yeah. But when you're getting back to the UK Definitely, from like a yeah. holiday, like it's just like it's cold and it's early in the morning. You've probably slept for about an hour you sat there waiting for your luggage to come around. You can't, you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, the, it's the most testing of times in relationship airports. Oh, definitely. I feel, I feel very tested when Alex and I <laughs> go away and we get to an airport. Cause I'm like, I just, I just, I, I find, and I've said this to Alex. I said, like, I feel like I travel better on my own mm. than with somebody. And, and, and I don't get me wrong. Like I'd travel to the end of the world with Alex, but I always like, I always travel better on my own Yeah, when I'm under my own steam and I can just, I'm not worrying about somebody else. Yeah, because everything's, like, if, if anything goes wrong, which isn't the airport's fault, then it's your fault. You've got no one to blame. There's going to be no fights. There's no going to be, oh, yeah. well, if we left 20 minutes earlier, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Everything is, you're in charge of your own destiny. Yes, exactly. Like it's, Billy Gunn. Like <laughs> Billy Gunn was. And Bart, as they took on... Uh, PG-13. Uh, they managed to get one over on Billy at one point. They trick him into and send him flying out, out of the ring. Yeah. And this leads Bart Gunn to chase them around the ring for a little bit. <laughs> so, like, Gunn's chasing them and they're running away. And I noticed at this point, the crowd aren't arsed. No. And I'm really gutted. Because, like, PG-13 feel fresh. Yeah. And the crowd just aren't biting. But this at was, all. This was... We didn't even say this is the last of the warmed up cold cuts. This is episode four out of these tapings. So we're so quite are, late in the day. They're knackered. Yeah. yeah. They've already seen PG-13. They've already seen the guns about five times. They're not last. This is the, the risk of running stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, Bart gets a heart attack after Billy gets beaten down for a bit. And within a minute, they've turned the tie. They've hit the sidewinder on Wolfie D. Was it called the sidewinder? Or have I made that up? I don't know. Or the guns, not the gunslinger, is it? Because the, they, they just, it's the era of what a maneuver, isn't it? So yeah. So you, you might catch it once, so yeah. Did you spot <laughs> JC Ice's attempt in speech marks to make the save? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's so, so this is stunning. The guns hit their finish and uh, <laughs> JC Ice is about to come in and Bart's ready to hit him off. 
He just trips and falls <laughs> over. <laughs> and Bar Gunn just shrugs. He just goes, oh, well, fuck you then. <laughs> because he sells it. Yeah. He trips over and then just lies there dead. <laughs> Good man. I admire yeah. it. It was just Bart stopping and going, oh. I, th- I thought I wrote here. I thought Bart was. I think Bart was supposed to punch him. Yeah. Whether Bart came in a bit late or whether Ice did just trip and he, yeah, die. He, he did. He went flying. <laughs> oh. uh, this was this match was the one that put pay to an in-ring push for PG thirteen. They will return to the company proper in a year, in less than a year's time. Yeah. Uh, but as a, in a very different way. <laughs> very different yeah. way. Uh, we cut to uh, cut footage from the Tour de Force. Uh, Doc Hendrick chatting to the British Bulldog. Uh, this is a little note from The Observer regarding um, the house shows and stuff going forward. And they're basically binning off the B shows. Yeah. So they've, been ha- they've had two touring rosters for a while, sometimes three if they're feeling greedy. But the roster is so thin at the moment that they're like, we're just, we're better off just running bigger house shows. Oh, they kind of went, they go through the same cycle quite a lot where they just go, our rosters aren't strong enough to support more than one or two at a time. This is why the Raw and SmackDown split will probably never be undone because the idea of having separate rosters that can tour the country at the same time is is very appealing. See, I, w- I was surprised after the height of the pandemic that I thought how shows would have been done. I thought they would have been like, right, we've not done them for the past year. Everyone's mm. rested up. We're making money hand over fist. But why bother? It is an interesting. It's easy decision. money, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think it's 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 an easy money spinner for them. The wrestlers, I think, quite enjoy house show loops because yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, they'd rather they they'd enjoy a sleep more, <laughs> but they do enjoy like the house show loops because they can be a little bit more creative and a little bit more daft because yeah. it's not on camera and they can try stuff. And so there is an element of like it's almost like work, like training on the job, really, and trying stuff that might work on TV. And you know, that's why you've had we've had the UK tour. That's, that's wrapping up now and that's why guys like Volta and Bron Brecker have been on the Smackdown side of it because they're just trying them out with that brand to see how they look so we had Bron Brecker um, challenging for the NXT title against Tommaso Ciampa another guy they're trying to see how he looks yeah. on that brand and, and and that's a good place to do it I was uh, Jack talked about this in the news this morning uh, the show in London I think it was last night they had Bron Brecker versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title uh, Champa won. Breaker got a standing ovation from the UK audience. Mm. They, l- we love Bron Breaker over here. Well, did you see? And I'm completely for it. Have you seen pictures from the tour? I'd, I'd seen a fan picture where it must have been beforehand. They could pose with um, some superstars. Mm-hmm. So in the ring, there's Biggie title over his shoulder, Becky Lynch title over her shoulder, Charlotte Flair title over her shoulder, and just Bron Breaker. They were the four that were picked, and they were Champa like over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's just I was I thought it was interesting. I was like, right, they're gonna they're gonna rocket him to the moon. This is the I genuinely think that the breaker will beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. I think if I if I were the company, I would hold my colour with Roman till Mania 40 yeah. and have Bron Breaker do it. Hopefully oh! hopefully he's Bron Steiner by then. But yeah, we're talking like a two years yeah. plus. And obviously that means giving Roman a two year title reign. Another another two years. I could see it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I, I yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh yeah, so with no more B shows, the plan is to work about twenty two wrestlers per night on the A shows. 
and WWF have sent letters to independent promoters around the country offering their wrestlers to them so the rest of the guys would have work. So if you're kind of on like the lower card of WWF, uh, Vince and co have written to local promoters and gone, if you want to use our guys, you just have to ask. And that's like, well, that's pretty cool. So the promoters are like, oh, this is interesting. The problem is... Um, that no one it started off all right and then they realized that wwf <clears throat> is so slow getting back to people <clears throat> and agreeing to bookings <laughs> they've just gone ah oh, can't be asked yeah it's a nice idea in principle yeah but i think a lot of promoters were like we'd like this guy and then wwf takes weeks and weeks and weeks to get back to you i'm surprised wwf would do that because i can imagine people going we want Chris Candido and be like, you don't want Chris Candido. You want <laughs> Rad <Some> Radford, <laughs> some useless fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. They, they, I wonder whether they would choose the oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Rad Radford's useless, by the way. I think Louis Bacoli's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Let's face it. Rad Radford was never a top guy in dub dub F. Uh, but on this Tour de Force show, we get footage of Doc Hendricks chatting to British Bulldog. Cornette does most of the speaking. He warns Diesel that Bulldog's turn was a setup all along. Mm. And gave him allowing to get him a title shot. He turned his back on all his friends, did Bulldog, so nobody can keep him from his goal. And this Sunday, Bulldog will pin Diesel where it counts. Hendrix says that the pin only went down, allegedly, because of Yokozuna's leg drop. Bulldog loses his rag at this point. (laughs) Oi, doctor man! (laughs) But it talks about a lack of respect. Promises once more to beat Diesel at In Your House. In Your House. In Your House. (laughs) Bulldog's getting his title shot. Where's my title shot? X-Pac! <laughs> Throws bin. Bin! <laughs> if in doubt, chuck a bin. Bulldog promo goodness from the Tour de Force Tour. I've just put, he cut a you people heel promo. It was just Aww. meat and potatoes, wasn't it? He's, he keeps, if he keeps it simple, he's all right. Yeah. If he keeps it simple, he's all right. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right. Uh, let's, let's move over to the king of great promos. We finally made... I'm so excited. Oh, he's here. He's here. After weeks of speculation, deliberation, and... <laughs> impressions of Thwomp from Mario 64 from Jackkins. It is the Monday Night Raw debut of Ahmed Johnson. Oh. Do it. Ooh. <laughs> Somebody said, I put, a, I put a tweet on of you making that noise. <laughs> I had a reply that said, that is the most powerful sound I've ever heard. <laughs> It oh. is the most powerful sound. Oh, wait till you see me at a buffet. Jesus. Just <laughs> 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 Flipping tables, punching kids. Where's your nan? <laughs> Through a window. He just, he's like a horse that bolts at a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> can't see, can't hear. Startled, terrified, <laughs> but still graceful and powerful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to talk through... <laughs> This Ahmed Johnson promo. This is not me taking the piss. I could barely understand what he was saying. <laughs> so it, he said, oh, oh, oh. He, he was live from the Mushroom Kingdom. And it, <laughs> it came up as like, here's Ahmed Johnson talking about honor. So they're trying to get him across clearly. He's like, he's a man of principle. He's hardworking. And he's basically saying that his mum worked a minimum wage job so she could take him to a WWF event. Mm. And he, you know, you know, was thankful for the sacrifices she made, etc. But being Ahmed Johnson was like, rah, rah, minimum wage. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right. School. He, he just, yeah, he, he needed, <coughs> I've had my throat through it. <laughs> He's it for anyone who's never seen it. Is it fun with fun with Ahmed on YouTube? And it's from Attitude and Warzone when you go into grudge, yes. grudge match, and it would just be Ahmed Johnson cutting promos on you, but you can't understand what he's saying because he just he just kind of like barks them. It's a combo of Ahmed being quite unintelligible at the best of times, <laughs> but also in a very echoey room. Yeah, so the sound is reverberating, and that makes it harder for you to really. Tune into what he's saying. The the only line I remember from the form of Ahmed thing is I think he says me and you in the ring, but it sounds like he says eat a reef. He's like me and you eat a reef. <laughs> it's odd oh, if you've never seen it, watch it. But if you're of the same age as me and Tom, you've definitely seen it when you were watching Home Slav Runner and all that. But yeah, I I it was effective in getting across his character. But like we said, we just. It's, it's Ahmed Johnson. We have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> to sum it up, Ahmed Johnson, sweating like a bastard <laughs> for some reason, is talking about his mother making minimum wage to bring him to a WWF event. He paid her back by getting good grades at school. He says, honor is doing right by your mother. Uh, or he shouts it, rather. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's, it's basically B.A. Baracus, but in 1995. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Even down to like, I love my mother. Yeah. Be, don't be a fool. Yeah. It's very B.A. Baracus. Yeah. And, and I don't know whether that, I, I would assume that's by design. Well, 
Because Vince is very much... I think Vince still thinks the A-team is the zeitgeist. Yeah, he's still got his finger on the pulse, hasn't he? Yeah, Remember exactly. he wanted to bring in Eric Estrada from Chips for um, Salvatore Sincere, didn't he? Oh my God, he did. Yeah, so he? he probably thinks the A-team. Oh, WrestleMania 1 and 2. Oh, oh, oh. that newfangled kid stuff. The yeah. A-team, I see. Uh, back to the ring. It is Dean Douglas in action. He's taking on, already in the ring, Joe Dorgan. Jackins, who is Joe Dorgan? Joe Dorgan. It's Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger from off of Impact Wrestling. I love Johnny Swinger. It's so good. I, the, the Swinger's Palace stuff is, ah, oh, it's <clears> so good. It's rubbish, but it's the best <laughs> rubbish. It's amazing. <laughs> One month before this match, uh, Joe Dorgan was on WCW Saturday night, uh, losing to the Nasty Boys with his tag team partner, Terry Richards. Rhino. Rhino. Ah. So they teamed up in WCW a month before this. And Swinger would end up in ECW as well. And they both end up as part of ECW. And Johnny Swinger is still a thing with Impact Wrestling. It's it's great. It's just, it's it's, it's great. He had a brief run in the Dub Dub F as well, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. Didn't really touch the sides. He ends up on velocity a lot. Yeah. That's from what I recall. Um, But yeah, so he's wrestling Dean Douglas here. Shows how long he's been around. Yeah. Um, the, the important thing here, whilst it is Johnny Swinger, um, you know how in the first match we had, uh, it was a backdrop to some, some retcon for the pay-per-view. We have it again here with <laughs> his little face on the podcast. Um, <laughs> with, uh, so, uh, so this is a big piece of wrestling news from this era because during this match, Vince McMahon reveals that Shawn Michaels has been attacked. Jackins, over to you. <laughs> Syracuse. 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 Syracuse news. Um, <laughs> after me saying before about, you know, Bill Watts was saying we need, you know, some more, um, Jesus Christ, discipline in Disciplines. And McMahon was like, oh, nothing's wrong with this. It's fine. So, yeah, it, it seems right. So, HBK. British Bulldog, the one, two, three kid, we're having drinks. Going to a bar. <laughs> barman says, why well, has a long face? And Bulldog goes, hey, you, bastard. <laughs> hey, barman. Hey. Just peanut. Pint. Oh, pint pie, pie, pie of the peanut. Pint of peanut. Pint of peanut. Scarman. Pint of peanut. Because it's the gulo. Hey, your mouth. Um, Donkey. Wolf back. <laughs> it's in Bowell. Don't send me back to dark place. <laughs> one of them peanuts over there. <laughs> I said, I'll have a donut, a cream bun, and a slice of that cake. Um, you can have a donut. <laughs> you can have a slice of that cake. Over you can't have a cream bun. <laughs> he said, I want a donut, a cream bun, and a slice of that cake. <laughs> Stop showing at me. Oh. <laughs> Again, an audience of <laughs> an audience of one. This podcast—it's <laughs> far. I've gone red. Uncle oh. Pete, Google Uncle Peter, Reeves and Mortimer. Stop frightening me! Stop frightening me! I tell you that. <laughs> so, if you were still with us, I think David Boy Smith would be the next Uncle Peter. Oh, we'd love it. Imagine on this podcast, like, oh, hello, Davy Boy, and he walks in, he's like, "What's going on here? What's doing this? Where's the radio?" <laughs> It's Dynamite still oh, angry with me. What's that picture doing there? Oh, that's big. It's floating. <laughs> what's this? 
Tadpole! Uh, Remember Bret Hart? I beat him! <laughs> beat him! I hate the Hart family! I love the Hart family! I can't decide today! I missed the jam, but he minds! He sent me back down mines! <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> So yeah, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so the so were, Bulldogs walked in. He said, "I want a Jordan." <laughs> so you know they were they were having a couple of drinks, and but around this time, a couple of drinks to HBK could have been any amount. And mm. Shawn Michaels being the sexy boy, you know, obviously they walk in, everyone's like, "The WWF stars are here, and they're the centre of the attention." And obviously, if if. If if you're on the pull and your choices are the British Bulldog, <laughs> the one two three kid, and Shawn Michaels, you're going for Shawn Michaels. Bulldog, oh Shawn Michaels, yeah, 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 of course, of course, of If sure, if, if Bulldog still had his hair, look me here, it's lovely. Don't touch me here. So um, got a nice head. Shawn Shawn was trying it on with this girl and this basically fucking very jealous serviceman who is this woman's ex ex boyfriend was like. Yeah, she's with me. And HBK was like, ah, piss off. And the woman was like, ah, piss off and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, but they were that leathered and like the the bomb, the, the bomb and the bouncer could see things were going to kick off and basically said to this woman, right, get these out of here. It's going to go tits up. So they bundle Sean into the front of a, a two-seater car, Bulldog and Axe Park in the back. Bulldog Sean, in the back of a car. Sean's so drunk and he's probably on, you know, somers and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, the one report I read that said that they were drinking a cocktail of shots and somers. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're taking painkillers and yeah. beers. and So oh, Sean is out of it in yeah. the front of this car. You take him back to the hotel. This serviceman's turned up with his mate and basically gone, right, I'm having a bit of Sean Michaels and mm. just kicks fuck out of him. Bulldog and X-Pac with no help. Uh, Bulldog got a few licks in and got like scratched all over his face. But I can just imagine the comedy of it because they were in the back of a two-seater car. <laughs> them trying to climb out of the car. Press the button, X-Pac! Oh, oh, I can't get me seatbelt. Safety belts on! <laughs> Apparently, one reporter said that Bulldog swung the first punch yeah. because this guy's there going, why are you hanging around with these fake wrestlers? Yeah. And Bulldog, who is battered, fake, bang. <laughs> and that is where he goes, right, now it's self-defense. Get out of your short, you yeah. weird little man. Stompy, stomp, stomp, stomp. It's, there's that many reports that even still, it's trying to comb through the bullshit. Because yeah. for years, again, I'd always believe the WF line. That it was like, oh, it's like 10 fellas. But I think it was... One fella battering Sean and his mate may have slapped him a bit. Apparently, Waltman did nothing but kind of stood there going, what? <laughs> and they were like, they were like, who's this gimp? <laughs> I heard he, I heard he, he threw some like crap, yeah, karate kicks because he's karate hammered. Because <laughs> he's hammered, they're not landed, and he just falls over. Yeah, I admire the effort. Um, yeah, so Sean got battered. Mm-hmm. battered um, and apparently backstage the rest of the clique were pissed that Sean Waltman and Davey Boy didn't out but uh, Sean and Davey were like oh we were we were, we were stuck in the bu- couldn't get the belt off we were shit faced yeah uh, Vince McMahon was angry but only because they broke kayfabe and instead of punishing Shawn Michaels used it as an angle to push him mm-hmm. and apparently Bill Watts said if I was still in the company I'd have fired all three for losing <laughs> the fight <laughs> it's like Yeah, that's the Syracuse incident. But again, like with 
orbital bone taker. Just so many years of myths and hearsay and this and that. Mm. It, the kind of reality's kind of got lost in the fudge, hasn't it? I think the one thing to remember is basically they all turned up. They got battered. They were cunty. Yeah. They got what they deserved. (laughs) Apparently, though, this was the second incident of the week involving Shawn Michaels. At at the October 5th afternoon charity show in Madison Square Garden that we were talking about last week. This is the one that we talked about last week where he was really sweaty. Yeah. And we went, there's something not right about him. Yeah. Apparently, the Blue Brothers tried to batter him backstage. (laughs) According to the story, Don, they got him into the dressing room. Don Harris put a chair against the door so he couldn't get out. And they grabbed him by the throat and shoved him into a wall. Um, what inspired it? Do we know? It's basically saying... Sean sure Michael's being an arsehole. Yeah. He had a habit of doing that. Um, yeah, they didn't do anything. I think they were just basically threatening him, saying, if we wanted to, we're too big. The neo-Nazis, let's see. Let's not, get, let's not gloss they over They kind it. of are, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's the tattoos, there's the yeah. T-shirts. I mean, if, I mean, don't, I mean, you do you, but if I had a neo-Nazi tattoo, I probably wouldn't wear a short sleeve shirt no. in a wrestling show for kids. I, I mean, <laughs> who am I? Who what do you? I know? Yeah. I, I ain't word in the business. Um, but apparently... It's just personal disagreements, and the Blue Brothers' final night was on the 9th of October, so they were like, we've got nothing to lose now, we're on our way out, let's tell Shawn Michaels that if we wanted to, we could kick his head in. And a couple of nights, some of the lads kicked his head in. You can't help but feel that through all this, like Shawn Michaels is... is faultlessly the golden child of the company because yeah. like the like people have been sacked for less than this far less far less and it's almost like every turn it's like oh it's 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 oh well it's not sean's fault it was bulldog's fault for not helping him yeah and even so i'm just annoyed that you lost the fight yeah like vince likes to live vicariously through situations like this. he really does but like we we're saying as the commentary will say about this um about the incident, rather than punish Sean or take him off the road, they turn this into an angle to push him as a valiant babyface. Yeah, they was, really do. Battered, unprovoked by ten thugs. Um, because yeah, um, Jerry Lawler said, "Oh yeah, sure." Michaels ran his mouth in a nightclub, and Vince goes, "Absolutely not." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he was very quick to shut that down, wasn't he? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the the story that, as you say, that spun on the show. Sean jumped by 10 cowardly men in a nightclub, possibly sailors, and left for dead. His attendance at In Your House is in doubt. He calls in during the Dean Douglas match, uh, saying that he wouldn't give his greatest performance ever on Sunday, but he was going to be there for sure. Yeah, Uh, And and I don't think he even ends up wrestling, does he? There is some story like that. We're about Ah, to see a big moment with Dean Douglas. Yeah, we are. The last big moment with Dean Douglas. (laughs) Yeah. At the pay-per-view. No, Sean doesn't wrestle now. So they kind of sort of set... And there's a little something later on that I think spells out the fact that he's not on the pay-per-view, but we'll get to that. Uh, Anyway, in amongst all this, Dean Douglas beats Johnny Swinger with a fisherman suplex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The small matter of a wrestling match happening around this. No, no, the presence of Shawn Michaels just completely dwarfing the in-ring work of Dean Douglas. It's just, every time you see Shane Douglas in WWF, just in the back of your mind, you're thinking, he hates the click, doesn't he? And then you see this and he's like, he hates the click, doesn't he? And in your house, you're going to see why he hates the click. Oh, and you know what? He's not massively wrong. Doc Hendricks is doing part Pettingill, part Barry Dudinsky, flogging merch in a room that features a painting of himself behind 
himself. It was a beautiful painting. God! I really, like, it's a weird one with Doc Hendricks. Like, all the pieces are there for this really cool character. And I don't know whether it's quite yeah. clicking. I don't know whether he's too old at this point. Definitely. I don't know. But I like I like most of it. I, 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 he, he did go for the hard sell, and it was disingenuous. And he's like, oh, do you want to cool? Uh, do you want to look cool? You'd be cool if you brought two dudes of attitudes to you. Uh, what do you think of that T-shirt? It, it was a bit loud, but... Would you wear it? I wouldn't. This is. I'd thing. own it. I'd, I'd like to have it, but I don't think I'd wear it. I think that we now need wrestling shirts that don't look like wrestling shirts. Yeah. They're very difficult to explain, some wrestling t-shirts, yeah. you know. I, I did actually buy two the other day. And I, I don't, I'm not a guy who buys wrestling shirts Which anymore. ones did you buy? Well, Euroshop, I think they were selling them for the wrong price. And there was a like a throwback style 90s, just illustrated ones. I got Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader. Oh, nice. They were five or each. And I looked today and they've gone up to £10.50. So I think someone accidentally Whoa. took too much off. I was like, five or each worth of punts. I can wear them on a video at some point. It's but... that air fryer incident all over again. It is, but they actually came. But this time it actually worked. Did, you, did yours come? No. no. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was you that sounded the alarm on this. I, I think I basically stood up and just screamed, air fryer! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Jack in spotted on Amazon that there was an air fryer going for sale for what, 37p? No, it was a bit more, I think it was like three quid. Maybe, maybe. three quid. It was shit all anyway. Yeah, it was nothing. So we all ordered air fryers. Like, this is getting get three quid. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, and then suddenly the world caught on, as did the company. And then one by one, all our orders got cancelled. And we came this close to owning, came this close to owning a three pound air fryer. I got very excited. I told yeah, my parents yeah. about it. It's the first time I rang home in about a week, <laughs> was to go, you've got to get on Amazon because there's an air fryer going for three quid. How are you? <laughs> son i'm fine i'm fine but <laughs> this is more important i'm alive but this is more important now i only ring for emergencies and this is an emergency <laughs> three quid air fryer mum get on it I, st- I still might get one I, I do i do need to get an air fryer i do want one but i don't want to spend more than three quid really yeah <laughs> call me old call me old-fashioned <laughs> uh yeah so the the t-shirt um, the Shawn Michaels Diesel shirt I put here is disgusting. <laughs> and yours for $20 with a free WWF Classics video. Oh, yeah. Get a nice free video with it. Yeah. These are, I saw that they were throwing these around the other week and they're like, there's these very, these, these. <laughs> Just a blank cassette. Blank cassette with like a white cover on it. Yeah. Very mysterious. Could literally be anything on there. Just could be Tatanka matches. Could be Doc Hendricks naked. Oh <laughs> He's like, oh, how did that get in there? <laughs> All right, when that happens. Uh, we get shots of the gorgeous blue bar cage going up in amongst shots of the cage being put together. I think this is another reason as well why we said goodbye to the blue bar cage. Yeah. When you've got a cage that's nice and mesh and you can just go, whoop, there it is. Yeah. Blue bar cage, you've got multiple people like slowly click, click, clack, clack. It's, uh, it's, it takes too long for a, a, a live, jaded, attention-deficited def- audience. Um, whilst it's going up, we get a little gold, bu- a gold dust promo in which he says, frankly, my dear, I don't river dance. Give a damn. Uh, <laughs> John! <laughs> John! Alan Partridge is gold dust. Oh, tag Steve Coogan. Um, Sorry for blowing out anyone's ears there. No, excited. don't apologize. <laughs> don't apologize. They deserve it. Um, he quotes, uh, he quotes, uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, telling pretty boy Marty Janetti he's in for a makeover in your house. Mm-hmm. Mm. The, only, the, the only unbelievable part of that promo is Marty Janetti being a pretty boy. <laughs> Marty Janetti, who looks like a mixture of uh, Mike Myers and Martin Platt from Coronation Street. 
I was going to say it looks like Mike Myers having me put the, the tumble dryer. <laughs> Mike Myers tumble dryer. Mike Myers tumble dryer. Um, we also get a promo of an emotional Paul Bearer who reveals that Yokozuna and Mabel have crushed Undertaker's face, warning he may never be the same again. Bearer warns Undertaker will return and crush the souls of Undertaker, of Mabel and Yokozuna. He may never be the same again. He may never look the same again. He'll return very soon and you'll never be the same either. Undertaker going for Yokozuna and Mabel when he gets back. Just hard, isn't he? He's hard. And he's going to get that great Phantom of the Opera mask. The Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. Sorry. Inside. Inside. <laughs> dogs for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard uh, <laughs> um, next week we're getting a battle royal the winner is getting a shot at the intercontinental champion whoever that may be and in your house we get a few glimpses of who's in the battle royal as well <laughs> and it's just a just you know, it's just everybody yeah just hoying everyone into the intercontinental division I remember looking at it and thinking ah there's clearly only one winner there, really. <laughs> they love an intercontinental battle royal on Raw. Yeah. I think this might be the third, maybe the fourth, that I've in, in the classic Raw review histoire that we've seen. We never see battle royals for any other title. <laughs> Always the intercontinental <laughs> title. Don't get me wrong. I do like a battle. A battle royal's good when done well. I yeah. don't know whether the formula is too old now. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, because, I mean... They perfected it by changing it into the Royal Rumble, really. That everything yeah. kind of looks old hat compared to it. I think AEW, their casino one started a bit shoddy, but they've kind of ironed out the kinks. Mm, it's but, difficult when when the the Royal Rumble formula is so perfect that you kind of you don't want to over egg the pudding. Yeah, like by making like sometimes they did like the casino ladder match. I don't quite. I, I'm always and I'm a bit like this war games as well. I don't know if I like the matches where no one really wins until everyone's in. Yeah, and 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 like so like you just got a lot of guys just doing moves and just hanging around. Yeah. Whereas the Royal Rumble, like, there's always that progression because. Obviously, not everyone's in at the same time, but you're yeah. chucking people out and you're, you're, you're staying in the match. You're staying alive in the match. Whereas like a casino ladder match, no one can really attempt to climb the ladder yeah. to win until everyone's entered. Whereas I'd be like, fuck that. I'm going there now. Well, it's just me and him. I, I don't mind it with war games because it makes sense. It's like, right, you've, you've got to survive, basically. But mm. like you said, yeah, with, with ladder match. I wouldn't mind war games being elimination style. You could create some interesting little developments yeah. there where you have like, you know, two on one and then the one gets pinned and then another heel comes in and then another good guy comes in. So then it's three on one. Yeah. And you suddenly have like a thing where like, I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm probably ruining war games. Well, that's why it, you made the Elimination Chamber, wasn't it? But. Ah, it is indeed. It's a little mm. bit of all those things. Um, we got our main event now. It's Isaac Yankum DDS versus Bret Hart inside a steel cage. The caveat to this being that if Jerry Lawler is a sneaky bastard and tries to get involved, <laughs> he gets put inside a shark cage, which is adjacent to the steel cage. Mm. Uh, a slow plodding affair for most part to begin with. Yeah. Yankum takes some good face bumps off the cage, which is probably what led Glenn Jacobs for a lifetime of knee bumps. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did take one that made me go, oh, Jesus. He pulled, and Brett pulled him yeah, off the rope. Was, and he went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett tries to escape through the door, but the key doesn't work. Jerry reveals that he changed the lock. Nice. And that is, ah, that's why earlier no. he said it's on lock. Isaac Yankum's a dentist. 
get it now. I get it. Yeah. Teeth. <laughs> Jerry switched the locks and after the break, the match continues. We get a little news ticker along the bottom that invites us to call the WWF superstar line and select option six to hear more about the Shawn Michaels situation. Mm. I think, and, and this is just guesswork, I think this is where you call up and they say, yeah, Shawn Michaels is too fucked to get to Syria, to, to, to Canada, so he's not at the pay-per-view. This counts as us telling you. Did were, were WCW and Mean Gene running the hotline oh, yeah. at this time? I wonder what Mean Gene would have said in the incident. Probably just like, ah, oh, he's beaten up by one fella because he's a fanny. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see whether on this week's episode of Nitro, whether they reference like, yeah. hey, call the superstar line to see what some sexy boy got up to in Syracuse. <laughs> I can imagine if they had the information privy to them, they would they would certainly be arseholes about yeah. it. I could certainly see that being a thing. Uh, but I think if you select option six, you would have announced, they would have said, oh, Sean's off the baby. Yeah. yeah. What were the other five options? <laughs> um, if you're a female wrestler with big breasts, <laughs> press one. So I'll be offered a contract as a valet. <laughs> if, you, if this is Ahmed Johnson losing his keys again, press two. Can I ruin myself? We've got to do a watch along on Thursday. You don't want me, me just be like, you're right, yeah. There's Ahmed Johnson again. I can't yeah. wait for that. <laughs> Brett puts DDS in the sharpshooter, tries to escape the cage, but Lawler climbs the cage and sucker punches him off. Gorilla Monsoon steps out as Brett punches Lawler to the floor and Monsoon instructs the officials to throw Lawler in the shark cage for interfering. The crowd chant Burger King as he is hoisted into the air. It sounded piped in. A little bit. Mm. It's a weird one to pipe in, but I can imagine they wanted just to yeah. push that a little bit. Yeah. Lawler has a lav mic in the cage with him, so that's useful. Because I was worried <laughs> that we wouldn't get any more commentary from Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, nice touch from Jerry as the match is going on. <laughs> he gets a nosebleed. <laughs> I've got here, it's, it's weird and quite nightmarish. It didn't feel real because it's not a big arena. No. And it's not lit like it is today. So it's just... Jerry Lawler, lift from the front. And the background, it's just black. Mm. It looks like he's in purgatory. It's like it's like the David Lynch PlayStation 2 adverts. <laughs> with Jerry Lawler crying and bleeding, saying, I don't like heights. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is... Oh, it was... Oh, it, it, was, it, it, it was his own version of creepy. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. The, the, the lack of... I guess it's unlit because the you know it's not a yeah exactly big, yeah big a tur- big turnout for them by this point, um, but yeah, I want to watch that again now because I feel yeah. like it would just look like Lawler in Purgatory. It, it's bleeding, yeah. and crying. It's, 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 it's. <laughs> David Lynch special PlayStation. Oh. Uh, D- <laughs> DDS nearly escapes after landing a DDS, which is a DDT. Um, Hart makes the last minute save crotching Yankum on the ropes Yankum will recover and Lawler from the shark cage drops him the actual key Mm. to unlock the lock but when he tries to use it he's good at teeth shit at locks Brett pulls him away and the strength of such breaks the padlock and the chain how strong is Brett or how forceful is the grip of Isaac Yankum Uh, Brett lands a bulldog and a himself rope elbow drop before escaping the cage. <laughs> <laughs> escaping the cage for for the win. 
Uh, Lawler's begging to let get let down. Vince says there's problems with the cable and they can't get him down right now. We'll see you this Sunday in your house. Bye. And that's the wrestling. Yeah. What do you make of our main event of the evening? It was ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It wasn't the most exciting of matches, but there was enough around it. Yeah. And enough spectacle around it to forgive the lack of technical excellence in it. I mean, how many times did Brett try to escape and get pulled back in by Yankum? They did. They went to the well a lot. They clearly were just... It felt like they were stalling for time because there was that much bollocks that Lawler had to get through. They were like, oh, has he cried yet? No, is he bleeding yet? No, okay, I'll climb again. And I'm not a fan of Escape the Cage anyway. Yeah, I I agree with you, actually, because yeah. the whole idea of it being like, I hate you so much, I'm going to leave the cage. Yeah, Brett's like, oh, I'm such a valiant babyface who never backs down for a fight that I'm going to spend 20 minutes trying to back down from a fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like, going to run away. Yeah, but I've, I've saying um, here is like, it was ridiculous, but if you want to keep people on the channel, this is how you do it in 1995. Mm. If you switch over and you see Bret Hart slugging a big fella who happens to be a dentist in a cage as a bleeding, crying Jerry Lawler is suspended above and swinging, <laughs> I wouldn't flick over from that. Like, what's on Nitro? I don't care. I'm watching this. And that's what it was all about at this point, wasn't yeah. it? It was putting stuff together that was going to keep people from looking around the dial. Yeah. Uh, all eyes on In Your House 4 in the Great White North card subject to change in many cases. Mm. Uh, next time we are together, it'll be a watch along. So we're going to be sat watching, chilling out, having a drink and watching ourselves In Your House 4. Yeah. The night that Bulldog gets his title shot on pay-per-view. <laughs> if you listen to the classic Smackdown review, you'll know what a crucial moment that is. Are you working on anything nice this week, sir? Uh, that you can talk about. No, I'm 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 getting to the Ooh. the the big one that I've been doing for a couple of weeks, getting Ooh. towards the final furlong. But Ooh. without giving anything away, it involves I've, horses. I've got to do uh, no no horses, oh, unfortunately. They're the best. But uh, because of the releases last week, I've got to do some <laughs> big rewrites on it. So um, yeah, and it's just. Bits and bobs, really. Fair I was going to say, what about yourself? But you've got so many irons uh, in the fire. There's plenty week. going on this week. So the classic Raw review, the classic Nitro review, the classic SmackDown review. A brand new Desert Island Graps. It's a, it's a couple special. Oh. As I'm chatting to both Victor Benjamin, the savage gentleman, mm -hmm. and Lady Frost. Oh, fantastic. And they're talking about their three favorite matches. They're talking about how they met, how they, you know, marriage and wrestling at the yeah. same time. And their wonderful relationship with Mick Foley, yeah. which, is, which, which is just lovely. And while Tom's doing that, I'm going to go upstairs and have some carrot and coriander soup. You absolute sex beast. He is at... <laughs> Is at Brad Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Oi, Syracuse, you bastard. Oh, get it. Punch you. What do you mean you got no bombardier? <laughs> I got to drink Budweiser. Bombardier. Because a kind of woodpecker will fuck off. God. Blam. Love you, bye. <laughs> woodpecker. <laughs> Fucking woodpecker, you bastards. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.